0: Hey, I'm Russ. And I'm Steve. Growing up in the 80s, we were introduced to video games, movies, and technology that made a lasting impression on us and forever enriched our lives. I think I'm gonna cry. It's been a fascinating journey to be a part of, one that we constantly treasure. Hire! Booty. Our goal is simple, share our magical moments of discovery and geek out with lovely folks, just like you. Uh, achievement unlocked. So if you crave pixel goodness, memorable moments, and experiences that make your inner child do the happy dance, you've come to the right place. Let's do this! Welcome to Joygasm. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Joygasm. My name is Russ, Xbox Live Toaster360, and with me, as always, is my barbaric and bearded brother Steve, aka Xbox Live Stevovich. As we commence episode twenty on this June twenty eighth, two thousand seventeen. Hey, 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 hey! It's always good to see you, Steve. It's
1: not always good to see you, Russ. I know. I know. I'm just kidding. If you look at this uh, <laughs> this ugly mug over here,
0: <laughs> I feel bad as you. Are.
1: Uh, I want to reach over there and give your head a big squeeze.
0: Ah. <laughs> oh, very nice. Uh, if you at home... Oh, uh, I, thought broad, it was, I thought it was me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, you can me. too, actually. Okay, I'm going to do it.
0: You know, Steve, if you have a question, comment, <laughs> or just want to show me some love... I got some questions. You know, you you can find me on Twitter <laughs> as well as you at JoyGasmTV. Uh, we're also on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash TV. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud with uh, www.soundcloud.com slash joygasm tv and of course we're also making our presence known on youtube at what is the extension against Steve
1: uh if i remember correctly it's youtube.com slash <laughs> <laughs> it changes every time magically yeah. until we get 100 subscribers then it won't change at all
0: yeah yeah exactly uh... <laughs> So our main topic today will be the Super Nintendo Classic Mini that just got announced. But first things first, what have you been playing or watching lately, Steve? Haven't watched anything, Russ, but
1: I will be watching something tonight. Oh. Uh, Because Netflix came in the mail and uh, I'm going to be... the minute. actually i can't step too late good grief not nah, nuts maybe i have to watch it tomorrow um i got something going on tomorrow nuts okay well anyway uh i had just been doing some overwatch competitive kinda Overwatch. back into it a little bit and uh it's kind of funny because i started playing with a group of uh people we all kind of roughnecks yes Rufians? yes mm. and we had been playing other matches, and no one's talking on the microphone. So we all get together, and we're like, oh, is anybody on the mic? And everyone's like, hey, 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 how's it going, on guys? Hey, hey. <laughs> and and uh, uh, sorry, I was like, on the
0: mic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I <yeah>, was
1: <welcome. laughs> yeah. so like, oh, wow, everybody's here. Well, we actually could talk to each other. And then we started winning. Uh, we had a guy from Georgia and a guy from uh, right here in Texas. Ooh. And uh, a guy from Louisiana. And
0: hey, um, you just had the whole Sun Belt there.
1: That's right. So I didn't really say where I was from. I was kind of letting the guys talk because they were. Just motor mouths.
0: they all have like their own little thick accent?
1: A little bit, yeah. <laughs> there was one guy who just sounded like a redneck. that's like the, like, go noodling for catfish kind of redneck, you like, know? Boom power mm-hmm, style. Guys, you, you guys want to do this? <laughs> yeah? mm-hmm. You guys need to get the objective over here. And there's one guy who was uh, like the classic stereotypical Texan guy. Like, hey, how you all doing? Yeah, I'm from Texas. Yeah, we're gonna get this thing done. Yeah, what's up, Ron Hart. Who's up? Who's I like to be a little Reaper over here, you know. And so uh, I was playing my classic Mercy. Uh huh. And so he would refer to me as baby. Baby. Hey Mercy, can I get some healing, baby? <laughs> <laughs> and so I hadn't made myself known yet. I was listening to everybody else. Uh-huh. So I'm like, I'll oh, heal you up. He goes, oh thanks, baby. Don't worry. Can I get a rest <laughs> over here, baby? I'm like, don't call
0: me baby. You should have gone so, on there and said it just like that.
1: Uh, I did get on later on. I didn't say that though, but I mean, I started laughing. Everybody just going, uh, you know, one, one case being, Hey, we're going to win. Good job guys. Good job. I like, oh, F that guy. It's screw this over here. Mm-hmm. And we're going to load, you know, and then back, I went right back to loading and our scrimmage. She was like, so guys, so what's going on over there? You like Penn state and <laughs> Yeah. <You know? laughs> <laughs> back when the things are
0: back to being civilized,
1: <laughs> yeah, back to civilized,
0: normal conversation. Um, that actually reminds me a lot of like kind of the Texas behavior of like yeah. when, you, when you meet someone on the, on the sidewalk or in person, they're just like the most polite, nicest person. And as soon as they get behind the wheel of a car, oh. the difference between, uh, what is it? Mr. Walker Mr. versus Mr. Walker, Wheeler.
1: This is versus Mr. Wheeler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From the classic Disney driving, training cartoon.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of um, funny when you think about that cartoon, just because when we watched it, we were like eight. Yeah, we um, were, we driving's were quite, not liked huh? we <laughs> out in the world. We were, we were quite a ways away from getting our license, but Disney made sure that we understood the rules of engagement with
1: the driver and a road rage. Mm-hmm. Uh, give, me, give me a second. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, was a little barged. Anyway, <laughs> okay. um, so one of the levels, uh, where were we at? Um, King's Row. Uh-huh. And I haven't played that one in a while. You know how if you get or the opponent gets to a certain part when they're pushing the objective, and then you, they can't go any further, and the time runs out, um, and it's your turn, mm-hmm. you have to get it past there, or at least up to there, to get the, you know, to keep the scores equal, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So we had both uh, both teams, us and them, had got the objective or the payload all the way to the end, mm-hmm. and so ours was just a little bit more time because we it was all overtime and whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So they had like an extra 47 seconds to do it again. And so we started up and we were holding them back and, uh, or no, we started up and it was our turn to push it. Mm -hmm. And so we were pushing this thing and it was overtime from the moment we actually got the payload until the final stretch.
0: Why was it in overtime? Because we lost
1: the 47 seconds. It was like, it was was the, the tiebreaker. Okay. So... Uh, we're like, oh, yeah, this is great. We're going to win. They're never going to get bad at it. We get it all the way to the final stretch, like, like the final little like dip, uh-huh. you know, and we're the lava and stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah. So we're we're feeling good. And then we then it's the other side. turn. So this is the last time. So we're holding it back and holding them back. And finally, they, they get this mom, this momentum up. And they break through. And we're going, okay, Like they're, they're not a great team. Like We're still going to get it. We're still going to uh-huh. get closer and closer and closer. Start sweating bullets. Oh, man. And the guy from Texas goes, oh, nice job, guys. Good job, team. And everyone's like, don't talk like that. We're going to get it. We're going to get it. I'm thinking, hell, hold the positivity. Why not? You know. <laughs> and I thought, man, I get like that sometimes. This, I'm hearing myself on the microphone every once in a while here. And um, they got it right to where we got it. Oh, and we were able to push them back enough so that it creaked back about an inch. Uh huh. And then we won. I mean, by a
0: hair. Oh, wow.
1: Man, it was intense.
0: So you yeah, guys whooping and hollering when it was all oh, over? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy.
0: You always get the vocal players. I never get the vocal players. Although, although to be fair, this season I still have not done any competitive matches. Exactly, right. So You gotta have to do it to uh, actually get the vocal players. <sighs> I know. well, even like with like quick play or arcade, I never hear anybody. Not
1: too much on quick play. People are just kind of doing whatever, whatever on that. Um, oh man, that reminds me. So. <laughs> arcade that never remember how i told you i, I started to quit lately mm-hmm. if, if it's not quitter yeah if it's not competitive well i began capture the flag yeah i'm glad that they brought that back and it drops me into <laughs> a uh, <laughs> picture that with Torbjorn. what's going on yeah <laughs> uh, it just drops me right in there and um and the other team is, is pushing hard and we're pushing hard and uh, the entire team leaves and so I'm just there by myself defending and I'm thinking We're, oh, I hope the rest of the team's gonna get the flag because it's just me here. And then all of a sudden four people come in and I'm thinking I can't handle four people and uh-huh. of course I die. Uh, I kill like I think I kill two of them and the other two get the flag. And then when I become uh, into death spectating mode uh-huh. it goes to our diva. And it's it's at that that really high Jiang Tower. Yeah, yeah. Where it has the, the the you know not not the outside stuff, but you're kind of in that small corridor okay. in the skyscraper. You're inside, but you have that uh, little outside path that you can see through the glass, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So it, for some reason, it defaults to go to Diva, and all she's doing outside the window is going hi hi hi. I'm thinking I'm out. You yeah. know, <laughs> I, you know, only me defending. The rest of the team is out screwing off. I'm done. You uh-huh. know? I thought, you know, like, why am I going to, you know, put myself to the frustration? So I bounced. (laughs) Cranky
0: gamer over (laughs) here. That's
1: right. You know, I didn't want to say anything bad. I didn't want to go to the microphone. I'm like, you know what? You guys can screw off all you want. I'm going to go get some experience. There
0: you go. And some loot. There you go. Well, have you been playing anything else aside from the watch of over? No. I thought we were, like, in the (laughs) back of someone's car there for a while. (laughs) Man, the thing purrs. (laughs) Well, in terms of this side of the table,
1: Russ, mm -hmm. I was looking at your Xbox Live last night because I thought you were about to get on. Mm -hmm. And you were all over the place. I was, wasn't I? I was Xbox Live stalking you. Oh,
0: as well you should be, my good man. No, I was, let's see. Uh, Last night, I was playing Injustice 2. I was was going through the multiverse. I was focusing on Black Canary, trying to get her levels up. And my wife came in. Oh, yeah. Here we go. (laughs) Getting exciting. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) The wife.
1: Hi babe. Can I play some games with you? Oh, yeah. Here's your controller. Yeah, right. uh,
0: (laughs) I wish. Play a little co-op. She she came in and she wanted to watch more Vikings. So we uh, popped... Amazon on the screen, and uh, we went into season four. We actually did some binge watching. We watched about three or four episodes of season four. Well, actually, if you recall, the season four has to, a two-part setup to it. So, like, we we finished out the first part, which actually had some, some pretty juicy cliffhangers, which I will not talk about because it's too recent, and you might end up watching it, Steve. Okay. However... We um, began the, the second part of, of season four, mm. and overall, I, I guess I will say without trying to give any spoilers, I just, I, I feel bad for one of the main characters, the, the 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 storytellers have decided to really take this character down a, a certain path, and I'm not exactly sure where he's going to end up, but... Mm. Um, it's a good show. It's, it reminds, it's almost like the Viking version of Sons of Anarchy. I can't remember if I no. asked you if you, you haven't seen yeah, it now. Okay. That was, that was a good show. It's pretty brutal.
1: Yeah. I think it's on Netflix streaming. So I might just, uh,
0: push play. Yeah. Well, I have watched every season of Sons of Anarchy, except for the last one, because the first uh, episode was just so violent. Both my wife and I were just like, we I can't, this is this is crossing a line. We can't, we can't. We're too squeamish now. We became new parents, and we're yeah. just like, no, we can't do it. Uh, but yeah, just just watching the Viking show, there there are certain similarities to to the two shows entirely. And of course, you know, she loves the main characters on both because they're course. both these burly men. And She likes herself a big hunk of man, <laughs> which is I don't <laughs> know why she stuck with me. So I don't know. <laughs> no, ironic.
1: I think what people can appreciate. Uh, Handsome beauty and whatever. and
0: On the inside? On the yeah, inside, I whatever. I, just, I mean, you know, <laughs> there are always going to be good-looking people that walk the earth. There you go. Um, but aside from that, yeah, as you well know, I was also playing more Overwatch. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. I got some comments. Overwatch. That's right. You got some comments, did you? I do, yeah. We were playing, what was it? The um, Horizon Lunar Colony map. Now that was, so that was a little bit a few days ago then. That's, mm-hmm. that's gone now. <coughs> yeah. Oh, gross. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Wait, so the, they completely took it out of the game? It's gone. Well, that's odd. Mm-hmm. I wonder why they did that. Mm, I don't know. Well, anyway. I could, I could take a gander. A gander or a guess? A gander is when you take a look at something, Steve. You probably want to take a guess. An educated guess, I'll take perhaps. a wild stab. How about that? How about there you go. I'll take it.
1: Actually, you know what? Why don't you tell me your thing? Because I hate it when you cut me off. I don't want to cut you off,
0: Russ. You're looking at me across the the table here, Steve. There's no no malice. There's there's no irritation whatsoever. Why don't you go ahead?
1: I just think the map got old quick.
0: That's it. You thought the map got old quick. Yep. Well, I think... The map overall was decent. I didn't get a chance to play the different modes because I think you were telling me how there was a, a separate mode where you have more of the outside activity, and I just didn't get around to that. Well, but, it was just more like zero gravity. Right. On, the, on all the maps, didn't matter where you were, just zero gravity. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah my thoughts on about it was that I thought overall it was a decent map. I didn't think it was as strong as the, the other current maps that they've made. I do, however, think that what they should have done is um, introduce more of a, of a gravity feature into that level where, like, say, for instance, like you start the map and then um, perhaps there's like a certain point during the countdown timer, um, or if a, if a certain button gets pushed or, you know, punched at, you know, melee style or something like that. But the idea being that at some point the gravity reverses itself. So suddenly maybe like all the characters float up to the ceiling and the ceiling suddenly becomes go. the ground, you there know, you and, and if blizzard was able to design the levels in such a way where they're, they're keeping in mind, you know, what would the layout be like for, for the typical ground? But then also what, how would the, the ceiling also become, um, a, kind of a turf, so to speak, to, to try and fight through. So like you go. you'd have um, certain types of walls and, and rooms and stuff. And normally if you would look up like when, when the gravity is normal, you just see like, Oh, this is kind of space age, this is kind of sci-fi. It looks pretty cool. But then all of a sudden when the, when the gravity gets reversed, it would force the player to have to then update their mental thinking in terms of like the map layout and so, you know, perhaps like you'd have that happen two or three times throughout the entire match. And so you're going back and forth between these two completely different layouts. And that way it would keep things fresh. It would, it would also force people to have to strategize differently depending on what's going on. Um, it reminds me of the game Prey. Did you ever play that for Xbox 360? No. So the, one of my favorite games really for the Xbox 360 was was this game Prey, P-R-E-Y. And they actually did it. It was the one game that they, they took pains to actually, for, for each level that you played in that game, uh, there are ways that, that you could rotate the room or like the gravity would change. And then like suddenly you'd be having to um, walk along the ceiling. And that was pretty trippy. I mean, you, you would certainly get a, a, a pretty strong sense of vertigo. Mm-hmm. But what was cool was that by the time like the room would all of a sudden like shift back around to normal again, your brain was so used to walking on the quote unquote ceiling and looking up at the floor that like the 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 whole notion of being back on the normal like the the original floor and then looking back up at the ceiling it, it, it messed with your mind. It was it was really trippy, but in a good way.
1: Yeah, I think uh, something else in that map with the with the anti gravity. It could have been as you said, or it could have just been more like the objective was at a at a spot where. It was negative gravity, but as it stood, it was just normal map. And the only anti-gravity spot was if you went out of the airlock along the side. Right. And did something out there, but there was no point to go out there. There was no health pack or maybe there was a health pack, but, um, Otherwise, there was no point to go do any anti gravity because right parallel with it was a staircase that led to the same destination.
0: Yeah, I felt so, like that was a bit of an afterthought when exactly. they, they did the level. Yeah, because the other idea I had too was playing through the level was like, okay, in addition to what I what I just talked about about like reversing gravity like, what if also you would have moments of complete zero gravity? Because, Mm -hmm. like, even in that little part that you're describing, you never really fully had zero gravity. It just allowed you to jump higher and stay in the air longer, but you'd come back down to the ground. I was thinking, well, what if there were, like, certain game modes or game types where all of a sudden it would force all the characters all of a sudden just be floating? And then you'd have to rely on your special abilities to kind of navigate a bit easier. So, like, you know, uh Widowmaker would have to rely on her grappling hook to like, you know, make herself be able to move from like place to place, or like, you know, you have Diva with her afterburners that she could or kick on.
1: Even with other players who don't have it, like like Zariah, for example, she could like just shoot something. And that burst would you know, absolutely propel her or like uh Soldier Seventy Six, he could shoot the wall or something like that mm-hmm. just to get help.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, like really play with the physics of it right. because I I think I'd have a, a really fun time with that. Right. And I think, yeah, sure. I think certain characters would perhaps have a bit more advantage than others. Like like Pharaoh, for instance, she flies. Mm-hmm. So she would have a bit more of a easier time controlling her, like which direction she goes. But having said that, it's not like she moves fast. Right. You know, she's actually pretty slow when she's in the air. Um, when I think of Tracer, for instance, Tracer has her blink ability where she can blink three times before having to wait to, you know, charge up another one. And so you could, you know, maneuver your way a little bit here and there that way. Um, you know, with with Hanzo and Genji, they have the ability to actually like grapple onto the walls and and uh, right. and the ceiling and stuff, and be able to, to scamper around. You know, like like there are a lot of characters who could really still, to a certain extent, have mobility until like 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 the, like the gravity would be reinitiated, then all of a sudden you go falling back down, and then you start running around again like crazy. I I think that from a high level standpoint, I think that that would be a pretty fun idea to explore. And I'm sure that like, if you had some of the talented game designers at blizzard, they could really drill down into that and see if, if that would work or if ultimately it would just break the, the overall game. I don't, you know, right. you'd, you'd have to do some, some play testing to see.
1: It'd be fun to experiment either way. I mean, something different. I mean, I, a ton of people would do it.
0: Yeah, well, I and I figured, too, like, if it's an arcade, I mean, arcade yeah. is, is host to, like, all these right. zany ideas anyway. So exactly. So I think it would have been a, a fun idea. Some perhaps, you know, they're already thinking about it and they're going to go for it. But I, I just found myself thinking about that. And I was actually talking to our good old friend Brad about um, some of those things, too, because he checked out the level as well and it was yeah. just fun to think about it because I thought, well, you know, they've had all this time to put this level together, and I just feel like if they were to reintroduce it back in with some some game modes like that that are, that are exclusive to that level, I think it would be, I don't know, I think a lot of people would, would dig it. So. Yeah, we still have yet to play with Brad on Overwatch. He's very elusive, isn't
1: he? <clears throat> He's a very elusive man. Put the other 5,000 games down and uh, join us for a match, Brad.
0: <laughs> He's- oh. He's so far ahead in the gamer score. It's not even funny.
1: That reminds me one more, th- one more, uh little anecdote from the other night competitive. So we're, I'm, I'm with this group, right. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the, the Hick guy, the, um, the Georgia guy, I think it was the Georgia guy or the Louisiana Cajun. I, I, one of the two, the guy or the really Texan like, with his Texas. No, toast. De- definitely not the, te- the Texan. Uh, I think it was the, the more cajun guy he go he goes uh oh, can i join you guys group and <laughs> got some moonshine yeah. over here he like, can i gonna join up with you guys and he was i mean he wasn't terrible he was just kind of like okay but i was like i'm not saying anything you know i mean i'm not i'm doing the littlest amount of talking here uh-huh. and so the-, the texan guy almost sounded like mccree but he goes oh mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, oh burn. Like the rest of the people listening, like, we don't know, it's not really sure if we want you. I mean, I think everybody felt it, but we didn't want them to say it, but the uh, guy just
0: came right
1: out and said that I'm like,
0: oh, that sucks. Not exactly showing the famed, <laughs> no. fabled Southern Hospitality. No.
1: <laughs> and so the guy goes, mm, you're a salty bastard, aren't you? <laughs> And so then, at that point, I guess they, he uh, we linked up with him, but I was just, fucking just burned him on the mic.
0: <clears throat> I think the other game I played just a teensy weensy bit was Pokemon Go after oh, our right. last article. Well, I've played that game <laughs> in earnest quite a bit a year ago. I remember it was a good excuse for me to get outside and explore the world, and I did. And uh, there's Pokemon's all over my house; <laughs> they're everywhere. Uh yeah actually I had uh <laughs> there's a pokemon on my toilet paper roll. <laughs> I had um a buddy of mine who uh he and his wife are, are big pokemon players and so he was encouraging me to to get back into it and so I was like all right let me let me try it out again and they've actually made a fair amount of of, of just different types of updates and improvements to the game design. I also noticed too that they they've added like 70 or 80 new pokemon which is it's saying something because i think initially it was like 150 or 149 something like that i can't remember but they have a lot more and then the, of course a lot of the rules have changed in the gyms and i know you haven't played it so you have no idea what i'm talking about
1: i well i work with the crew that like the whole entire store played it except for me so everybody <laughs> except was except for you man everybody was talking about it i thought you know what maybe I should play it, but I really don't want to play it. You know, I mean, I don't want to be in this another lemming, but it was funny. Like my, my supervisors and everybody was playing it. Like people who are like five, dude, 10 years old. Everybody alive, was playing it.
0: God, well, and this seems to be a resurgence because actually, um, this morning we were finishing up a, um, a, a VO session and, <laughs> He says, hey, can you come with me? I need to try and uh, take over this gym. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, I'll go with you. And I actually totally forgot how to do it, so he was walking me through the process. And sure enough, like as we were going through it, we had two different cars swing by and pull over. And then also like we get, get the the goodies from the pokey stop and then also work in the gym as well. And I was thinking, man, okay, I, I guess this is starting to, to heat back up again, especially now that that's in the summer, no pun intended, but <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's pretty cool. I have always found it as a, just a really rewarding game to play. Cause it just it gets you outside you know, and it's just fun because you know sometimes, like if you're if you're going outside just to work out, like if you want to go walking, hiking, that sort of thing, sometimes you can lack the motivation to do so. But at least you got that, and it keeps you distracted. And pretty soon you're like, wow, I've walked quite a few miles. That's good. <laughs> so <laughs> otherwise, I'd have no inspiration to walk whatsoever. Yeah, I will have forgotten <laughs> how to walk Man, at all.
1: Well, you know, when you're out in the sun. Your skin changes color. It gets darker. Hey, that's
0: a a big deal for nerds and geeks all over the world. (laughs) We're like, what is this? My skin is burning. Uh, Actually, you know, I I should probably introduce you to Pokemon Go, Steve, just to see what you think. You know, it may be that it's just not your bag, and that's okay. That's okay, Steve.
1: Maybe there might be a, a Pokemon in the room with us here, right? Hiding behind know. the PlayStation,
0: you never know. And well, and you also know that they use augmented reality in that game. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Although I've turned it off because it sucks my battery mm-hmm. really fast, so mm-hmm. I keep it to the mm-hmm. more of the cartoony mm-hmm. backgrounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. without further ado, uh, we get into some gaming news, Dave. <sighs> The first big one, which actually is what our topic of the day is going to be on, is that Nintendo will be releasing the Super Nintendo Classic Edition. Super Nintendo, wow! That's right. The Super <laughs> Nintendo Classic Mini comes out September 29th with a price of $79.99 in the USA, $119.95 in Australia, and 79 79- dollars Uh, pounds in the UK. One of the things that's actually got a lot of people excited is that Star Fox 2 is one of the mini games packaged with the system. I have a list here. It has uh, Contra 3, the Alien Wars, which you and I both really liked when we were playing that. We used to play that co-op and I always used to die.
1: Somehow you have to resurrect me back in the day. But yeah, I remember Contra for (laughs) sure.
0: It was Donkey Kong Country, Earthbound, Final Fantasy III. That was a good game. Mm-hmm. F-Zero. That was another good game. It was a good game. Kirby man. Superstar. Oh, that Kirby. I don't know about that one. Kirby's Dream Course. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. That was a good one. Ooh. Mega Man X. Actually, Mega Man X was really fun. I really had fun playing that. Secret of Mana or Mana. It always depends on who you're talking to. I always say Secret of Mana. I think a lot of people played that back in the day. Oh, dude. That was like hugely oh, popular. Geez. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, Star Fox Two and Star Fox. We have Street Fighter Two Turbo Hyper Fighting. That's one of the classic arcades that we we talked about recently in a previous episode. Mm -hmm. Super Castlevania Four, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Super Mario Kart. I think it's Ghouls and Ghosts. Ghouls and Ghosts. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Super Mario RPG. I didn't even know they had Super Mario RPG for the Super Nintendo. Super Mario World, Super Metroid, Super Punch-Out! Everything is just super! And last, but certainly not least, Yoshi's Island, which I never played, but I remember... Oh, yeah, I remember that one, yeah. Yeah, friends were, were really gaga over that. Uh, so in addition to all those games, two controllers are included... Uh, which uh, it, it's actually better than the the NES Classic that came out last year, because I think think that, if I remember, if memory serves, I think only one controller came with that system. The controller cables are also longer for the Super Nintendo. That was one of the biggest complaints that, that a lot of folks had when they bought the NES Classic, and I saw it in person. They, one of the guys at work brought it in, and I was like... This, this cable is, like, super short. Like, you yeah. have to be, literally be right in front of the TV. Like, this is not good. Sit there Indian-style looking up at uh, <laughs> the screen for hours. Yeah. Oh, man. man. Um, the other thing that Nintendo stated was that they are going to be producing, quote, significantly more Super Nintendo Classic editions than they did for the NES Classic. If you recall, the NES Classic, I mean, like, they didn't make nearly enough, and everybody was just scrambling at the end to try and get one. and of course, if you were lucky enough to get one and you you know did want to hold on to it, you could make a yeah, pretty hefty price uh, return on your investment on mm-hmm. you know eBay or something like that. So Nintendo has not announced how long they will sell the system for. Quote Super Nintendo Entertainment System Super NES Classic Edition is currently planned to ship from September 29th until the end of calendar year 2017. At this time, we have nothing to announce regarding any possible shipments beyond this year. So, I mean, I think that's code for if you want one, you better hurry up and make sure you you keep a sharp eye on mm-hmm. places like Amazon or Toys R Us, Best Buy, those kind of places. And actually. It's a system that I, I think I'm going to try and pick up and get, Steve. One eye or two eyes, as long as I can spare them.
1: <laughs> that never gets old. It
0: never gets old. It's awesome. Moving right along into the Sega camp, Sega. Yes, Sega. Launches free <laughs> Sega Genesis titles for iPhone oh. and Android. Oh. All games will be free. But you can pay $1.99 to turn off the ads because that's how they're actually making their money. How, many, how many games, Russ? Well, at launch, there will be five Sega Genesis games that will be available, including the original Sonic the Hedgehog, Comic Zone, Altered Beast. <laughs> you just, you just hit your microphone uh, there? I, I, when I get excited, I bang my head <laughs> on my <laughs> mic. Uh, let me go back to this here. It's a nervous twitch. So, Russ, when I get excited. Here, let, let, let me start over. So you got Sonic the Hedgehog, Comic Zone, Altered Beast, Kid Chameleon, and Fantasy Star 2. As the, the Sega Forever collection expands through months and years, the company explains, it will include both official emulations and ported games that pan all Sega console eras, each adapted specifically for mobile devices while remaining faithful to the original games. End quote. Additional titles will be added to the collection every two weeks. So I believe that every two weeks we'll probably get like another five games, another five games, another five games. Which I'm down. Sure. You know, you said Ultra Beast, right? Altered Beast, yeah. You know that was
1: one of the first games we played or was.
0: It, came with, it to- came with the Sega Genesis. Did
1: it was the Sega Genesis? I thought it was with the with the Master no. System.
0: Your, your intuition uh, is not serving you well at this yeah, point. Yeah, maybe Steph.
1: not. But that was one of the first ones. I think we had to play it at a friend's house, too. But I remember the beginning, very beginning of the game, I was blown
0: away. No, I'll, I'll tell you where. We played it at the Bogle's That's house. That's right.
1: I remember. Yeah. Russ. Mm hmm. Russ from your grave. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't sound anything like it. I was trying to, I, I could hear it clear as day in my mind. Mm-hmm. walking around side scroller whether the screen kept going whether you wanted to move or not I'm like yep. hey slow down and
0: then you would transform into big Beasts. That was a good game. That was a good game. I I always felt so wimpy being just the normal buff dude, and then all of a sudden, like when you, you turn into like that mutant, uh, like a yeah. wolf or whatever it was, yeah. it was like bear, bear or something I, like
1: that. I feel so powerful. I remember the bear had like bad breath. Like you go up to people, something you could like bite them and claw, or just blow your breath on them. Bleah, bleah, bleah. <laughs> um, that that game had great graphics for that for the time. I mean
0: that was an early Genesis game. Well, I think it was one of the first. Yeah, I mean, and, but I, and I think I think it started. Out in the arcade and yeah, then most it likely. got transferred over. Yeah. So, but still. Well, you know, if you're interested, Steve, you can pick it up on your iPhone or Android for free. You just have to deal with some ads. I can deal with ads. All right. Uh, move Let's see here. Plus, I'm cheap, so that yeah, works. <laughs> you are cheap. <laughs> in celebration of. Yes, Russ. You know what? Don't leave us hanging. <laughs> it's just a celebration. That's all it is. <laughs> that's all you need, right? <laughs> that's all I need. Yeah. And that's about all the gaming news we have for today. It's pretty pretty light on the gaming side of things, but that's okay because we're gonna just segue right into movie news.
1: Ooh, that was a good transition right there.
0: You like that? I try to. I, I do what I can the batman director matt reeves promises noir driven detective movie in a chat with new trailer buzz via batman news reeves explained that he was as much of a fan of the dc superhero as a child as he was of the planet of the apes film series he's the same director who's been doing the planet of the apes uh, well, aren't
1: trilogy. we all fascinated by all the tech de- de- detectivity mm-hmm. back in the day of batman exactly
0: Reeves also drew comparisons between the Dark Knight and the protagonist of the new apes trilogy, Caesar. Quote, I see a parallel emotionally between Caesar and Batman, and that they're both characters who are tortured and trying to sort of grapple grapple with themselves to find a way to do the right thing in a very imperfect and to do and to some degree corrupt world, said Reeves. Quote, and it's so really that emotionally wait, wait, I'm sorry. And so it's really that emotionality that I'm interested in, quote. He added, I want to do a very point of view driven. You know, this film with all films, what I try and do in almost Hitchcockian sense is to use the camera and use the storytelling so that you become the character and you empathize with that point of view. And I think that there's a chance to do an almost noir driven detective version of Batman that is point of view driven in a very, very powerful way that hopefully is going to connect you to what's going on inside of his head and inside of his heart. Reeves has confirmed that Ben Affleck will still be Batman. Oh, good grief. Yeah.
1: I'm like, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't say
0: it. I was uh. watching you, I said that far. But I do like his um, his approach to the character because if you really think about it, most of the of the Batman films, if not all of them, I mean, they, they'll have small segments where like they're doing a little bit of detective work, so to speak. But it, it, there has never really been kind of a, a a spotlight on that portion of the character's identity or just what it is that the movie is focusing on. It was, it's just, it's more of a component rather than the main thing. What do you, what do you think about that?
1: Ben Affleck is what I think about that. It gets all, it's fascinating. And then Ben Affleck comes
0: and it's a rainy day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I, I, uh, I, I am inclined to agree with you, Steve. However, I do really like what this director is talking about. I, I think that, I mean, when I think back to, like, the 1960s TV show, there was more of a heavy emphasis on the the detective work. Uh, even in the cartoon, there was a heavy emphasis. I mean, I remember him,
1: like, reaching into his belt, like, grabbing, like, a little scalpel. I remember, like, when Poison Ivy took off in her little Poison Ivy car, and he was able to scrape some of the rubber that she peeled off, that you know, burning out, and he was able to go back. I'd cave and analyze it and find out that those tires were specific to her car. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I really did appreciate that back in the the 60s TV show. And just, and to your point too, even the Batman the Animated Series, I really liked how it wasn't just an afterthought. It, it was actually something that, that took quite a bit of uh, center stage there for a bit. So looking forward to it. Moving right along, Hellboy Reboot will embrace practical effects and its R-rating, says director. Mm, That's good. Director Neil Marshall was on the podcast called Postmortem providing new details about the reboot. He said, we've been granted permission to do it R-rated, which for me is just like taking the cuffs off. Ah. It's not like I'm going to force it to be rated R but if it happens to come out that way just because of my own sensibilities then fine and nobody's going to stop us so that's the main difference but also when you go back to the original material it's kind of bloody so I'm going Uh to embrace that
1: Um, I think it rated R sorry I know you were taking a breath there no no you're good I, the rated art, it, it doesn't necessarily have to mean that, oh, there's going to be nudity, or there's going to be excessive, you know, bad language, or there's going to be excessive violence or anything like that. It just kind of gives you the freedom that if you, if it needs to kind of veer off that direction, you have the flexibility to do so. R- rather, have, rather, as if it's PG 13, AKA Wolverine, all you do is you have to kind of imagine what is actually happening. You can't see the full thing. So, like sure. he put it perfectly, you're kind of handcuffed in there.
0: You are. And I think we're at. Um, the the precipice, if you will, Precip- yeah, uh, where <laughs> comic book movies have started to mature within the, the silver screen to the point where now we're starting to see more of that. And I think Deadpool really just kicked the doors open with that I mean, with the, the massive amounts of critical success that it had. What? Why? Why are you looking up? Whatever happened to Deadpool too? They
1: were teasing us with it like months ago, and then, well, Steve,
0: if we uh, if you could hold on just a little bit longer. There might be a little something-something
1: in your very
0: near future. (laughs) I'm holding to
1: my butt. (laughs) Quote Samuel Jackson from Jurassic Park 1. That's right. There you go. I
0: just banged my head. See, I got excited. I banged my head again. The Microphone's getting abused over here by Steve. So, but uh, where where did I leave off? You totally just T-boned my thought. Good thing you have notes. What the heck was I talking? Oh, so yeah, like like the original Deadpool movie really brought that to the forefront, mm-hmm. and you know, of course, Logan coming out now that you finally saw Logan, mm. it's it's just much more enjoyable. It's more believable because of what that character is all about, and I think too with Hellboy, like once again, I, th- I at, at least at this point it strikes me as them being. Responsible about it, they're not there. They haven't hit any point of being. Gratu- gr- bleh, I cannot talk tonight, Man, Must be a full moon out there. <laughs> Something they haven't gotten to the point of, of making these films be. Gradu- God, I get my mess up. Good here. job, Rush. Gratuitous.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's been a long day. I'm sorry, folks. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping that that, that particular pattern will continue going and. And we will be able to enjoy more of those types of films. However, I don't see like like I wouldn't want to see a rated R Spider Man film. Yeah, no, no. I don't think that that would fit.
1: That wasn't a rated R
0: comic. No, no. I mean, like it had its own thing, and it, I feel like like you have it's it's on a comic by comic basis. So. I'm pretty pumped about it. I I look forward to it. I'm keeping my mind open. Like I'm, I'm still a big fan of Guillermo del Toro's work with Hellboy Mm -hmm. one and two, but um, it looks like Marshall will also embrace using quite a bit of practical effects, which is what del Toro is known for as well. Like, yeah, he had some CGI in there. And and honestly, I'm sure that this guy will also probably have to a certain extent, some CGI in there, but, but the the actor, (laughs)
1: Excuse me, she the actor crazy. that
0: uh, <laughs> that you like, that you shook the guy's hand, what was his name? Ron Perlman. He's not going to be in it, is he? I don't think so. I no. think that they're going to have somebody else play Hellboy. But it's too bad because, once again, both Ron Perlman and Guillermo del Toro, I am huge fans of, and especially when it comes to Hellboy it was just a match made in heaven. I thought it was the coolest thing. And I, it's unfortunate that they couldn't make a third installment because I, for one, would have really liked to have seen just that trilogy wrapped up, just that vision, you know, all tidied up. But the out of rated R. You're like, sign me up. Yeah, exactly. Moving on to the next topic at hand. Well, not topic, but the next uh, news headline, which is what you just jumped the shark on, Steve. You're looking at me rather snowsy, Raj. Yeah. Deadpool 2 <laughs> filming begins. Okay. Actor Ryan Reynolds has been posting behind-the-scenes pics on his Instagram page regarding the set of Deadpool 2. And nice. I have seen that. I'm actually, Steve, if you go to Facebook.com slash joygasm TV okay. right. right now, okay. you will see a picture or two from Ryan Reynolds' Instagram page where he is having a blasty blast letting us know just what he's up to. Oh, okay. I'm here. uh, Shooting began on June 26th, and it's pretty obvious that Ryan is pumped. Deadpool 2 is set to release on June 1st of 2018, so just under a year from there. Is that the one, Ryan? (laughs) No, Steve. (laughs) That would be the emperor (laughs) from Star Wars. (laughs) <laughs> I don't see it. I'm like, scru- oh, oh, I there think he found is. something. Yeah. Okay.
1: Mm. posted yesterday at eight thirteen a.m.
0: There you go. That's what I like to do. I like every morning when I wake up. I like to <laughs> stalk Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> it's hot. Some people like to have a poster of him up on a ceiling when they wake up in the morning. I just like to look at his Instagram
1: page. <laughs> you have a tablet up, uh, pasted up on your roof there, Russ, with his Instagram open. Yeah, exactly. I love you, Ryan. Good morning,
0: Ryan. Hi. Your abs look particularly delicious today, Ryan. I love that man cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> in relating news regarding comic book movies, Infinity War, you know, the next Avengers film that's coming out? Yes. So Avengers Infinity War will be in two parts. And it sounds like it might be the end of the road for some of the Avengers.
1: I don't doubt it.
0: Many of the be- of the biggest stars in the franchise, like Robert Downey Jr. and uh-huh. Chris Evans and Hemsworth, uh-huh. are not contracted for major, if any, franchise appearances after Infinity War and its untitled sequel, previously known as Avengers Infinity War Part Two. And with a crisis as huge as the mad titan Thanos seeking the omnipotent power bestowed upon any person who manages to collect all six Infinity Stones, it's a perfect time for Marvel Studios to dip a toe into that most hallowed of comic book traditions, the death of a major hero. Of course. Speaking to Joe Blow this week, Marvel Studios president Kevin Fage confirmed that the end of the Infinity War arc would be a parting of the ways. When asked if Infinity War would be the final chapter for some quote unquote beloved characters, he simply said yes. I knew it was coming, Russ. I could feel it in my bones. I know. I wonder which one's gonna be.
1: Uh, I I it's either gonna be Captain America or it's gonna
0: be Iron Man. One of the two.
1: One of the two? Yep. Yeah,
0: that's that's what I'm betting on. I, you know, I'm inclined to agree. I'll bet you one dollar. One dollar. <laughs> I will see your $1 and I will raise you to $2. You're on. <laughs> I mean, if I think about it, I believe that these actors have been, you know, doing these roles for about 10 years. That sound right? It's been a while. I think it's been about 10 years. So like you have Chris Evans who's Captain America. You got Chris Hemsworth, who's Thor. Mm -hmm. You have Robert Downey Jr., of course, who's Iron Man, Scarlett Johansson, Black Mm -hmm. Widow, Mark Ruffalo, Ruffalo, excuse me, as the Incredible Hulk, and Jeremy Renner as um, Hawkeye. Yeah. So I think you're right. I think it's probably going to be either Chris Evans or Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. is in his 50s. Yeah. I mean, mean, he's getting up there, so. Well, thank goodness all the fighting stands are all CG. He yeah. doesn't doing to do anything. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. It's not exactly physically... Uh, although Iron Man 3, he he did quite a bit of huffing and puffing because there really wasn't a whole lot of Iron Man suit fighting. Of course, that movie sucked. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with that. I have kind of a, a, a bittersweet... Um, what, what's wrong, Steve?
1: You are playing footsie with me.
0: I wouldn't have it any other way. <clears throat>
1: I, uh... You, uh piqued my curiosity there i don't know if i was more curious (laughs) about what was touching my
0: baby toe or the marvel universe so Mm. i don't know i'm a bit bittersweet with with that whole notion just because of the fact that we have been watching these fine actors for like 10 years 10 years ish Mm -hmm. and so the thought of one of them possibly going by the wayside i don't know i think it's gonna you know Take some time to be able to digest that. What do you think?
1: Uh, I it w- yes and no. Um, I I feel like the Avengers, even though they're great movies, and you go over there and you smile through the whole thing. It's great inter- entertainment. I think that they're it, it, in, a, in a way, it's kind of plateauing, sort of, or it's reaching its plateau. Not necessarily going down, but that that peak of of momentum going upward about. Fan base and story, and you know, whatever, whatnot, just kind of getting to a level where um, people expect certain things to happen. So they need to fire it up a bit and uh, cause a stir.
0: Well, you can tell too that they've been heading toward that climax mm-hmm. of Avengers of Infinity War. And I don't know how much you've been reading into it or not, but this oh, mo- night and day, Russ. Th- yeah, this <laughs> <laughs> you're being facetious, aren't you?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. In this movie, not only will the Avengers be in there, but Spider Man will also be in there. Ga- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy will be in there. I mean, like it's going to be quite the event. I think it's going to be the the event to end all events. And I, for one, can cannot wait for that. But I'm once again, I'm kind of almost dreading the notion that someone will, you know, go off into the the sunset, go off into the yonder, and when it comes to that point for Marvel to have to start hiring, you know, in earnest, when it comes to replacing different actors for the different roles and that sort of thing, I think that's one of the nice things about what they've been able to create is and foster is just this this emotional attachment that the viewers have. I mean, I I for one have been such a a huge fan of what Marvel has done, Marvel Studios in particular, where like they've 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 really been terrific at cultivating this this journey with all these different movies and you you constantly see these actors reprise their roles and that's something that we've never seen before in our lives i mean if you think about it there has never been this type of coordinated effort where you have all of these same actors coming back time and time again to reprise these roles and really i mean it's it's just a dream come true for a lot of folks out there so but i think you're i think you're onto to something i think it's probably going to be either captain america or <laughs> iron man But if anybody
1: disagrees or has a different opinion, please feel free to leave us a comment on Facebook or Twitter. Steve is waiting for you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Russ, while I was comic book talking, I got to thinking.
0: Oh, that must have hurt.
1: A little bit outside the Marvel Universe. Uh Uh-huh. I remember back in the day. Uh Back in the dizzle? You, uh, you particularly. And me. Collected some uh, comics by image. Image comics—that is true. Little Wild wildcats,
0: mm-hmm. a little young blood, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little Jim Lee, a little <laughs> little Rob Layfield. You're gonna cough oh, up a lung man, over I there, think Steve. I got
1: inhaled a gnat or something. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyhow,
1: those were those were decent comics. I mean, they didn't have quite the uh, ex- you know expansive character collection as Marvel did, but uh, they were still good comics. <laughs> <laughs> I get a thought out one thought out of a time before I hyperventilate and freaking pass out.
0: Oh boy. Yeah, image comics, that was also <laughs> just a just a, a great time to be a comic book collector. You know, the stories themselves were not as memorable as the ones in Marvel, but in terms of the art, I mean, you had all of the rock stars of the comic book industry form and found this this brand new company called Image. I mean, you had Todd McFarlane and Mark Silvestri, Jim Lee, Rob Layfield, uh, among others. I mean, there there were actually quite a few of them that that were there. And um, but see, the problem was was that they just you had a bunch of artists, you know, kind of also moonlighting as, as businessmen. And, and they just, were, they didn't have any p- really prior experience of doing that sort of thing. Gotcha. If you recall, remember how like, like a lot of comics would, would arrive late to the comic book store. You're thinking, True. where is this issue? Yeah. And finally, like a month or two later, it would show up like, oh, sorry. We, you know, I always have a fun time reading the little letter to all the, the readers uh, just talking about what was going on. And, you know, of course now they're all, Multi-millionaires and they've you know sure. really been able to, to create an empire for themselves and that's great.
1: Jumping ship again, Russ,
0: between the comic book universe. What what
1: which which uh, comic book was or uh, company was Spawn under? Was that DC?
0: No, that was Image. That was Image also. Yeah, oh yeah, okay. That was Todd McFarlane. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the most popular Image uh, comic books of the day. I wonder if we'll get a reboot of Spawn now that uh,
1: rated R comic book films are coming to be the thing.
0: I think that it's probably been kicked around. Because that
1: was definitely rated R.
0: Yeah, that movie would certainly do well to have a a rated
1: R. I remember when that movie came out back in the day. When was that? That was like '90s, something rather. And they did everything they could with that one. John Leguizamo was Uh in it.
0: He was great. He was great.
1: Yeah. Uh, Great villain. He perfectly cast... But even with the CG at that time, the trailer was cool. The trailer gave me goosebumps. with This cape and everything, and yeah, you know, yeah,
0: that was back in the day when ILM was still king of all yeah. the CG, and uh, one of the the guys who was actually kind of one of the OGs of the of CG coding. He was the one who who came up with those cloth dynamics. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but yeah, it was it was amazing for its time. Anyway, I say we go on to the the topic of the day. What do you think, Steve? Sure thing, Ron. So as we mentioned earlier in the gaming news, Nintendo has been coming out with uh, some pretty juicy details regarding the upcoming release of the Super Nintendo Classic Mini. And it's interesting to kind of take a moment to think about because Steve and I never have ever owned a Nintendo system. Sega fans. Yeah, we, we were big Sega guys back in the day, back during the old rivalry of Sega versus Nintendo. We just always grew up with Sega. We had the Sega Master System, the Sega Genesis, the Sega CD, the 32X, the Sega Saturn, and the Sega Dreamcast. Don't forget the Game Gear, Russ. Oh, you cannot forget about the Game Gear. Um, what's interesting about that, though, is that it, um, it wasn't that we had a dislike for Nintendo at all. It was literally just, we were, we, I I remember we were going back and forth. Do we, should we get a Nintendo? Should we get Sega? Yeah. We we only had so much money. You know what I mean? Well, when (laughs) when you have a dad who's (laughs) as cheap as ours, it makes things a little difficult, but I remember, love you, dad. (laughs) (laughs) I remember always looking forward to going over to, um, my friend's houses that who had a Nintendo just to be able to see what kind of latest games they were playing. And, and it was always fun to be able to, you know, just watch them play a game or even sit down and play one of the games. And, um, the super Nintendo was always a system that I respected because of just everything about it. I mean, the, the, the way the system looked like the design of the system, even to this day, looking at it again, I mean, that, that system came out back in 1991 and it's just insane to look at because it's like, wow, that that still looks appealing. It doesn't have some sort of lame, outdated look. And really, there are certain systems that still, when I look at it to this day, I'm like, that still looks cool. Yeah. Um. And when you think about like the color, for instance, like the Super NES was gray and purple. Yeah. I mean, like, That's what right. are the odds of that actually yeah. happening? And especially when you when you consider the fact that the the color of Nintendo is red. And so, I mean, just looking at that, I, I, even as a kid and up to this point now, when I'm a man, I'm a man, <laughs> middle-aged man, I, I've i always really appreciated the, the design that went into that. Furthermore, a lot of the games that have come out for it were super fun to just experience, really. I mean, just like, you know, the, the list of games that we went through that are coming with the, the Super NES uh, Classic. Um, I remember either playing or watching a friend play. I, I was a bit disappointed in the fact that there were certain games that were not on the list. Like like Actraiser was one of my all-time favorite games, and that was a, a, pretty much a launch title when the Super Nintendo first came out, and it was done by Enix. And I'm, I, I guess... They probably wanted to keep most of the titles on their first party, so that way they wouldn't have to pay licensing fees or something. But that was before they partnered with Square. Mm, that's right. <clears throat> nice. That's right. That was when Enix was their own developer in charge of their own destiny before they they that's hooked right. up with Square. Um, Square saw. You know, another game I, I noticed was missing was Pilot Wings. I've always oh, been a huge fan goodness. of Pilot Wings. Remember that game? Man and just the the whole notion of mode 7. Remember that? The mode 7 graphics. You yeah. know, the Super NES had this mode 7 chip. Right. Allowing right. you to, you know, rotate scale and zoom your sprites. Man. <laughs> and that was a big deal. That was a huge yeah. deal back in the day before polygons were king. You know, you yep. had just the sprite-based world and I remember when we were playing the, the Sega Genesis, I was thinking, man, I'm, I, I wish that, that Sega could do that. And it wasn't really until the 32X came out that we kind of had that, but that was such a stopgap. You know, there was really no support for that at all. That was a bit of a, a I think that's misfire for Sega. That
1: was that was when, right when that that, that gap got bridged was when I think Virtual Racer came out because those are just like regular 3D polygons, but Uh, no texture whatsoever. But they they came at you and they weren't just flat sprites. Because I remember like when in pilot wings, you would take off and from the sky looking down, everything looked cool. And then you would land and like the the hanger or something like that was just a flat, like compressed down little texture. But
0: I remember um, 1991 was Sega's year. And they had to make it their year because they knew the Super Nintendo was releasing and it was updated hardware. It was newer hardware than yeah. theirs. They they had been out for um, a year at least. And as a result, they had to come out with, with um, just a... a Knockout launch lineup, right. and they did. I mean, they they had the Sonic the Hedgehog game that came out, and that was a huge hit, and they had Streets of Rage, and they oh, had Future yeah. Rage. Yeah, they they had uh, Joe Montana, Sports Talk, Football, and just the, you know, a bunch of, of of these types of games that that come out. However, 1992 was when Super Nintendo came into its own, and I remember just being really impressed because that was the year that Street Fighter II came out for Super Nintendo, and you had. What was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh trapped in time or something, something about time. Yeah. I can't remember what it was, but I remember playing it and just being like, dude, that was awesome. How you could like throw a foot soldier at the screen. And that was, that was such yeah. a big deal. Cause then yeah. all of a sudden that was like when they were first flirting with the, the notion of Z depth. Um Of course, Contra three came out that same year. And so you had the Contra uh, game in the, in play. Um, I think they were bringing out
1: uh, what they called a uh, cue sound also. I was making a Q sound where um, it wasn't just a MIDI file format sort of sound effect. It was it actually sounded like, for example, if you um, were in a boss fight and mm-hmm. you were pummeling the boss and he got weaker and maybe a piece of metal fell off or something like that, you would actually hear metal clanking. It was like one sound effect, or maybe like a, a couple of them thrown in there, sure. but it sounded a lot clearer than just a little MIDI sound effect, you
0: know, yeah. versus clunk. You know Final Fantasy 3 might have come out in 1992 as well. I think it was either 1991 or 1992. But I remember that that the Super Nintendo just had this banner of a year in 92 and, it, and just at that point you just realized wow like the Juggernaut has fully woken up.
1: Yeah. I remember I don't you know I don't remember playing a lot of Super Nintendo games. I remember watching a lot of Super Nintendo games. Uh-huh. And what I what it, remember was that it it, i didn't know i didn't understand the differences in the hardware all i know is that you know they were both you know cartridge based Mm. but the super nintendo definitely had this graphic edge over sega sega had a ton of games i mean they had them on volume of game quantity of games and quality of games too but but looking like side by side comparison you can definitely tell a difference.
0: Well, and I think that was the thing too, is that, um, I mean, Super Nintendo also had just a huge plethora of games that have that, you know you look at year after year after year and and that that system had just a ton of games too i mean it was that that was back in the good old days when that rivalry was so sweet it was yeah. it was so fun to be able to get into those debates with different people about which system was better and that sort of thing and really it just boiled down to what kind of game types you like to play right. you know sega was much more arcade driven with like Yu suzuki helming that whole thing but then you had um mayamoto who was Just absolutely amazing at you know creating the Super Mario, Mario Kart, F Zero, Donkey Kong. I mean, he he was the mastermind of all those games.
1: Yeah, I remember seeing F Zero for the first time. I think we were playing at our cousin's house. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what is this game? I mean, you're like, (laughs) I I was a you know was the the car kid growing up and had all these models and whatnot. And then now we're we're like space hovercrafts, rocket propelled hovercrafts. I'm thinking. This is new, exciting. I love it. You know, that I sucked at the game, but
0: it was it was fun to watch anyway. It's it's interesting when I think about what Nintendo has been doing this year because I feel like I'm finally at a point where I'm ready to buy my first Nintendo system. And even before the Super Nintendo Classic was announced, I'm already ready to to, to purchase a Nintendo Switch. I think that like a lot of the, the games that have been coming out recently for it, whether it's the um, the the Zelda game, which is, I mean, everybody who plays that game is just blown away by it. Um, so that's really piqued my interest. The Mario Kart game that's come out for it looks really great, and every like once again, everybody's saying, yeah, it's just a super fun game to play. And even the the E three spotlight that they had with like Super Mario Odyssey and with the even Kirby, like I've never played a Kirby game in my life. All I know is he's kind of like this pink blobby character <laughs> of sorts. Uh, but just watching the, the Kirby game, uh, just, it looked like fun. And even the Yoshi game looked like fun. So I think Kirby and Pokemon are related.
1: I think, I think Kirby's the
0: cousin. A distant relative <laughs> yeah, twice a, removed. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, for those listening, I mean, that that is a big deal for me just because I just, I've never owned a Nintendo system and it's something that I feel, I feel like, um, I think it's time. I think, I think it's time to be able to, to make a space on the shelf for uh, Nintendo to finally say hello.
1: You know what I'm wondering, Russ? The last Nintendo game I played actually was on the Wii, and it was like ping pong and table tennis and uh, <clears throat> bowling, just like the Wii sports. Mm-hmm. And that was fun. I played that for hours. I wonder if they got a better ping pong game out there.
0: <laughs> You'd have to look. I have no idea. Ping pong switch style. They've got this game. I think it's called Arms or something. But it's like it's almost like like this weird version of Mike Tyson's Punch Out. But it's not Mike mm. Tyson's Punch Out. It's like you have know, two characters and they have like these springs for arms, and so you can like try and punch each other from like way across the room. I don't know too much about it, but apparently that's one of the new releases that Nintendo's pushing.
1: That reminds me. There's a boxing game for the Wii. I don't remember the name of it, but I remember friends bought it and they were saying how much of a workout they were getting because, you know, the character is boxing. You have to box the character by moving the controllers all around. And after after about five minutes of thrusting her arms, uppercut, lower cut, you know, stomach punch. Everyone's like, I'm tired, man. (laughs) Man, I got to put this thing down. And the character would just go... Yeah. You know, I like just totally get knocked out. <laughs> so that was the hardest game ever. Mainly because of the workout.
0: What about you, Steve? Are you intrigued mm-hmm. at all about either the Nintendo Switch or the SNES Classic Mini?
1: I would have to say not so much the the SNES Classic. And not not for reasons you might think, Russ. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me explain. I, I, I think it's a great business move that they are bringing it out. I think they're going to sell a bunch. I think it's a good idea. It seems to be a lot of companies that are doing that. For me in particular, I bought one of those uh, uh, Microsoft Xbox games where it was like Sega classics. There were like 25 games on there back Mm. in the day. I'm like, I got to have it. And so I bought it and I'm thinking, I'm going to relive my childhood playing in these games. And I did and I could not last because back in the day, a lot of the special effects they used were blinking lights. And those give me a headache. And I, had, I, I couldn't play the thing very long, even watch it very long. I had to put it away. I had to put it down. Oh, wow. But I mean, I know I'm, I'm a special case with that. But um, to me, I'm more excited about maybe the Switch uh, than, than the SNES. That being said, I mean, I hope it sells tons. And I hope people have a great time with it. And uh, I think it's going to be awesome. But personally, I'm I'm just I'm not going to spend eighty bucks or you know to go get a headache.
0: Yeah, yeah. I have
1: that same effect with three D movies. I can't go see three D movies for some. I don't know. I don't understand the technology with it, but I get a headache. Yeah. So.
0: Well, when I finally get a Nintendo Switch, I'll have to have you over and see uh, what you think of it. I'll switch it up a bit, Russ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nicely, nicely put. That's right. I am really excited though, just about how you have these different companies that are bringing these systems back. I really did not believe that they that this would ever happen. I figured, oh, we'll just keep marching on and they'll just become these vintage systems and you'll look back and kind of reminisce about the day that you played such and such a game. But the fact that these companies are bringing these systems back, especially considering the fact that there's a whole new generation, you know, of millennials that were not around when these systems were king. And I mean, like, like to your point, it's a shrewd move by the businesses to do that, but also too just... For folks who are more our age, looking back at that, it's like, wow, I now get a second chance to be able to own this system and play these games. And, you know, especially considering the fact that probably a lot of the hardware on the original systems of the Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis, they're probably not in the best of shape. I don't think they they designed or, or manufactured those things to last longer than maybe 15 years, 20 years. Plus, Russ, there's another entertaining element
1: to this. The fact that you don't have to finish any homework or go to bed early to get up for
0: school. Oh, it's very true. You can play to your heart's delight. And that is very true. Although I have other responsibilities now, so. Ah, pish posh. (laughs) Nonsense. (laughs) Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. We definitely appreciate you guys listening in as always. If you guys want to be able to leave any questions, comments, or some love for us, you know where to find us. You can go on to Twitter at JoygasmTV. If you want to be able to find any kind of fun articles that we talk about, as well as new goodness that we happen to stumble upon, we will be posting it on Facebook.com slash JoygasmTV. Make sure you also check us out at SoundCloud.com slash JoygasmTV. And of course there is the YouTube channel which Steve has perfected the the extension, which is youtube.com slash <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah. In any event, you can search for us on YouTube. Just put in Joygasm TV and you'll find us. And what we are doing currently is we are putting our podcasts up there. So there's, there's no video, but the video itself is just the logo of Joygasm and you can listen to us that way. So if you're at work and you want to be able to try and sneak in a listener or two, you can do that. Anyway, until next time, happy gaming. Peace out.